Greetings, this is Dr. Willie Jolly, and I want to welcome you to my new Willie Jolly Wealthy Ways podcast series. We have been overwhelmed with the responses that people have shared from listening to these messages on my SiriusXM show over the years. Those listeners, and they're sharing my show with their network, telling people about it, telling their family members, their friends, and their coworkers about this show and the impact it's having on their lives. That's the main reason that this show is now number one for self-help in America, and I'm very grateful. Yet, we realize that many people do not have satellite radio and therefore could not experience for themselves the message. They could not get it for themselves. So we are now sharing these messages with everyone via this new podcast. Enjoy it and share it with your network. And let's help even more people to do more, be more, and achieve more. Tell everybody so that they can live a Wealthy Ways life as well. Welcome to the new Willie Jolly Wealthy Ways podcast. And remember, your best is yet to come. Named one of the outstanding five speakers in the world. Inducted into the Speaker Hall of Fame. Award-winning singer. Best-selling author. And now, here's Willie Jolly. takes a minute. It only takes a minute. It only takes a minute to change your life. Hello, everybody. This is Dr. Willie Jolly. I get uh, just get a thrill hearing that Dr. Willie Jolly. Uh, you know, I have only just a minute, only 60 seconds in it forced upon me. Can't refuse it. I didn't seek it. I didn't choose it, but it's up to me to use it. I must suffer if I lose it. Give account if I abuse it. Just a tiny little minute, but an eternity is in it. Greetings to everybody across America from coast to coast, border to border, and those who listen around the world via internet we are grateful that you are making this show such a popular show on the xm serious xm band and so many of you have been writing i want to thank all of you who took me up on my challenge a couple weeks ago to say uh send me a note let me know who you are where you are what you do and uh and and if you like the, the program and your age i want to create programming that fits uh, our listeners demographic and psychographic graphic uh, fit and so I want you to just send me a note if you didn't do it send me a note and I send you a gift Uh, uh, anybody who did it know I sent a really nice gift so your name where you live what you do and how old you are and uh, we'll send you a nice gift because we want to know who our listeners are and and how we can be a help to them well you know I thought every show the same way giving God glory giving him praise for all that he does I know everybody doesn't believe like I do some of the people who listen might not believe at all and I'm okay with that I'm not here to try and make you believe like I believe I'm trying to help you see though that I am a man who stands on his principles and this is a principle that I stand on it is my faith because I remember 
remember writing one of my books. Uh, I think it was a setback setup for a comeback. Sent it to the publisher, a big New York publisher, and and the editor said, "What a great book! Wow, this is a great book." But I want to ask you. I thought you were writing a success book. Why are you talk about God so much in your life? And I simply replied, "You know, my success is a result of my faith. Trying to take my faith out of my success is trying to take hot out of fire, take wet out of water. I don't know how to do it. So I just have to tell you how I became successful, what I did, and what I think can help others is they do if they do what I did. So my faith is a powerful part of my my success journey. But uh, I'm grateful for every day. I'm grateful for this show. I'm grateful for speaking. I'm grateful for the books. I'm grateful for the TV shows. Grateful for all of that. And today I'm grateful because I've got a special guest on with me today. I've got a special guest on with me today and he is going to impact your life. Uh, I have uh, been a, a, I guess, an admirer from afar of this young man. He is a speaker, consultant, uh, he's an author, and he is making waves across America and around the world. He has a book that I had heard about, and then I saw so many of my friends had commented on the book, uh, on the back of the book and on, uh, on the, in the uh, testimonial part. I said, I got to read this book. So he sent me the book. This is a fantastic, did I say fantastic? Fantastic book because it makes you better. You know what, folks? You want to get better results in your life. You got to become a better you. And this is a book that gives you seven steps to achieving the success and true success in your life. It's called Take the Stairs. Now, let me tell you about this young man. This young man, he is a go-getter. He's a make-it-happen, not sitting around waiting for things to happen. He is making things happen. He is a young man who doesn't wait for opportunities and possibilities come in his life. He makes possibilities and makes things happen in his life. His name is Rory Vaden. He's a self-disciplined strategist. He's co-founder of Southwest Consulting. A New York Times bestselling author of Take the Stairs, his insights on self-discipline have been shared on Oprah Radio, Fox News, CNN, CNBC, CBS, and Business Week, The Wall Street Journal, Success Magazine, and now on the Willie Jolly Wealthy Way Show. He has degrees in business management, leadership, and an MBA a two-time world champion and public speaking finalist for Toastmasters International. And he has shared his compelling Take the Stairs message all around the world. And let me tell you, this book, uh, I think Andy Andrews says it best in the beginning of the book, a compelling and challenging call for all of us to accomplish greatness. And folks, this book will help you become a greater, better you. Rory, thank you for taking time out to be on the show with me today. Hey, Willie, thank you for welcoming to, uh, to Wealthy Ways. I, I am so excited to be here. Wow, man. Well, look, I am so glad you sent me this book and you autographed it. I thank you for that. And then I went to work on it. I, I got on a plane and I pulled the book out and I could not put it down, man. Nice. This is a great, great book. Because what it is, folks, is it makes you mentally tough. Mm-hmm. You know, that's really what it is. It makes you mentally tough tough. And if you're going to win in life, if you're going to win in business, if you're going to win in any asset of your lifespan, you got to have a mental toughness because life is challenging. And if you ever read the book, The Road Less Traveled, the first line says, life is difficult, period. That's it. Life is difficult, period. But what Rory has done is he's taken it and break broken it down in ways that make it 
something that you can grasp and but it does it in really great I've, I've got so many marks and ears uh paged eared uh dog eared on here that i could just start anyway well, well i gave them a quick synopsis of who you were why don't you tell them a little more about who rory vaden is and about your background well sure i uh you know it starts uh, i was i was raised actually willie by a, a single mom who sold mary kay cosmetics i'm sure you're familiar with the, the lovely mary kay ladies absolutely and um, so I, I grew up around women who were constantly teaching me all of these different principles of success. Uh, it also means that I do know more about makeup than I do about cars. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but my mom used to have this phrase. She used to always tell me, she would say, you know, Rory, success in life all comes down to how you make your choices. And, and here's a choice I just want you to, you know, everybody to think about just for a second. You know, the last time that you were walking along and you were in like a mall – or an airport or something, and you came up to a set of escalators and some stairs, did you take the stairs? You know, and, and, and for most of us, the answer is no. Most people take the escalator. Now, why is it that we take the escalator? I don't know. We just kind of naturally get up there and do it. And Now, if you were to ask someone who got off the escalator and you said, well, you know, why did you just do that? They might say, well, I'm tired or I'm running late. But it's, it's kind of a natural thing that we gravitate towards the path of least resistance. We gravitate towards the easy way. We look for the magic pill and the secret potion and the hidden formula. And yet when you sit down with people like Willie Jolly, when you sit down with, with – people like you've had on this show, you know, Eric Chester, Joe Calloway, and Harvey McKay, and, and you sit down with the great entrepreneurs of our time and the great church leaders of our time, and anybody who's ever built anything big or done anything significant, and you ask them about their story, about the truth of success, that every single one of them will tell you that success comes down to doing the things we know we should be doing, even when we don't feel like doing them. In other words, success in anything is not about taking the escalator. Success is about taking the stairs. Mm. Wow. That's, that's exactly right. It's about taking the stairs. And that means that you don't take the shortcuts. Yeah, that's right. And, and, and you know, where, where, um, you know, where I, I, I really have been on this journey, much like you, I've been infatuated with understanding success and studying successful people. And uh, where I really learned the most about success personally was from a weird place. It was from my college summer job. So uh, when I was in, um, I went to the University of Denver, DU, uh, Dollars Unlimited, as I like to call it sometimes. <laughs> and um, I got recruited as a freshman at DU to work in this crazy summer job. It was called Southwestern Advantage. And, and Southwestern has been working with college students every year for over 150 years. And they work with 3,000 college students. And I did this program for five summers. And what they did was every, every week or every summer after finals week, they would send us to Nashville, Tennessee, which is where Amanda and I live now. Um, but they would bring us here to Nashville. We would go through this week-long sales school. Then they would send us out to a state we had never been before. Once we got there, we would knock on doors to find a place to live. Once we found a place to live, then every single morning we would wake up at 5.59 a.m., take ice-cold showers, go out, knock on doors 14 hours a day, six days a week on straight commission, paying all of our own expenses, selling educational children's books door to door. Wow. Uh, door to door. And, and that's it's like, you know – that's, I grew up to become a door-to-door salesperson. Now, now I, in my defense, I never wanted to become a door-to-door salesperson, Willie. I mean, I was a perfectly normal child. 
I wanted to sell Mary Kay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but I did this, and, and the reason I joined was for the money, right? So the average student in Southwestern Advantage makes about $8,500 their first summer. And my first summer, I made $17,000, which growing up in a trailer park, you know, raised by a single mom, that was a lot of money to me. But each of the next four summers, I made over $50,000, five zero, um, And so made just under a quarter million dollars uh, in, in my five years in, in college and graduate school selling books. But looking back uh, on that experience, what I realized what was really valuable wasn't the money. It was the person that I had become in the process of going door to door because all day long it's just you would you knock, knock, slam, knock, knock. We're not interested. Knock, knock. We don't want any. And what I realized is that Southwestern for 150 years has created this incredible culture of discipline, and they teach a different way of thinking. They teach somebody who is perhaps the least likely to succeed in sales, a, a college student, right, on their summer job. They put them in one of the toughest sales environments imaginable, residential door-to-door, -door, and they train these kids to be incredibly successful running their own businesses year after year after year. Well, when, when I left Southwestern, I went to work in the corporate world. I joined Toastmasters, did the World Championship of Public Speaking. Um, I didn't win the World Championship, uh, but I came in second. So as Jerry Seinfeld say, I was, I was the number one loser um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, out of 25,000 people. And, and we started Southwestern Consulting. Um, originally, there were just four of us. Now we have 70 people on our team. But Wow. Um, it's, so it's grown, and, and, and as we started studying successful people and successful teams outside of Southwestern, we noticed the same thing, that contrary to popular belief, the most disciplined people in the world, just like you were saying, Willie, it, it's not that they're born with it. What it is is that they learn to think differently about self-discipline. In other words, their brain processes choices based upon a different set of criteria from most people's brains. And they make calculations that are based upon different, different elements or criteria than, than the average person. And so what happens is they make a different calculation, and that en enables them to make a choice that is different from everybody else, i.e. take the stairs. And so as we started doing this research, uh, you know, I've, I've been referred to as a self-disciplined strategist in the media, which I love, I love that title. Um, we started to try to find out what are the things that that's the most self-disciplined people in the world have in common. And we boiled it down to these seven key distinctions. Well, hold those distinctions because we're going to go through them and we're going to take a quick break. Cool. But folks, this stuff is good, let me tell you. You're listening to Dr. Willie Jolly and my special guest, Rory Vaden. We'll be right back after this short break because you know the best is yet to come. All that's changed in the bleak of an eye. Now all my heart wants to Hi, this is Dr. Willie Jolly, and if you're enjoying this information you're hearing on this podcast, I want to invite you to get even more great information on my new free gift page on my website. Go to wjspeaks.com and hit the All Access badge. On that page, you will find information and resources specifically designed to help you to have greater success. Free ebooks, music, all sorts of 
interesting and informational interviews for my XM show. I'm telling you, this is a great page. And why do I do it? Because I've learned that the more we give, the more we get. And the more we help other people to grow and go to the next level, the more we receive in our business. So we want to help you. Tell your friends about it. Go to Facebook and get my information. Go to my website. Get my free resources. And get on wjspeaks.com and hit that all access badge. It looks like a backstage pass. Click it. You'll get behind the scenes information to the special page to help you grow. All we want in return, all we ask is that you pass it on because the more you give, the more you get. This is Dr. Willie Jolly. Have a great day. It's your choice. It's about your attitude. See, my friend Keith Harrell wrote a book called Attitude is Everything. And he wasn't lying. Attitude truly is everything. It's about how you view things, how you perceive things, and how you go after things. And we're back. You're listening to Dr. Willie Jolly and the Wealthy Way Show across America. And I got my special guest, my friend Rory Vaden, who is the author of... Take the Stairs, Seven Steps to Achieving True Success, a New York Times bestseller, as well as he's the founder of Southwestern Consulting, uh, one of the big consulting firms here in America, and he's uh, based now in Nashville, Tennessee, and he is uh, making big things happen, not only as a consultant, but also as a speaker and author, and this book is a book that makes you think about what it takes to become a better you so you can get better results in your life. And that's what is very important about life, is making a commitment to become a better you so that you can get better results in your life. Brian Tracy, who's been on here many times, as you know, folks, he says this book shows you how to develop the courage, the character, and the determination to succeed in anything you attempt. It can change your life. And I agree with Brian on that. I agree with Brian. So, uh, uh, Rory, you were talking about the book and the fact that you started in a, a trailer camp. With your mom selling Mary Kay, single mom, and you uh, took this hard job. Well, you know, when they say you want to do sales, the hardest way to do sales is door-to-door sales. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's hardest way. You know, if you want to pick the hardest way, that's it. And you did it for five years, made almost a quarter million dollars as a college student. But it developed a muscle in you. You know, when I read that in the book, it made me realize or remember a story about a, a young uh, Wall Street investor uh, investment guy who was just stressed out and he went to a little, they sent him up to a little cabin cause he was all to pieces and they sent him to a little cabin up in the mountains. And he went to the cabin and went inside and he went to bed and laid down. And in the middle of the night, the, 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 the brightness of the Lord just shone bright in that room and said, go out and push the rock. 
He said, what rock are you talking about? The rock right outside the door. There's no rock outside the door. I just came in here a few hours ago, go out and push the rock. And we opened the door. There was a big boulder right out in front of his door. And I said, wow, how did this get here? So the next morning, he started pushing the rock. He pushed it from sunup to sundown. And he pushed it the next day from sunup to sundown, but it didn't move. He did that for two weeks, three weeks, a month. After a month of complete despair, he cried out, I've been pushing this rock. It has not moved. I failed. And the voice of the Lord said, no, you haven't. I told you to push the rock. I didn't tell you to move the rock. Mm. Look at your arms. They're so much stronger. Look at your back, the muscles that are in your back. Look at your legs and the muscles. Look at your faith. You kept doing it in spite of the challenges. Look at your mental stab stability and your mental state. You're much more calmer. Your job is to push the rock. My job is to move the rock. And what he became in the process. And that's what made me think about when you, I read your book about you going door to door. And, you know, it was tough. It was hard. One of the people you talked about, a great object lesson, a young lady who needed confidence. And she started doing it. And how she grew her confidence by going door to door and learning this process and being able to build a great company as a result of it. And that's what I think is profound is that you say life is not easy. Don't take it easy. Those who take it easy... Life will be hard, but those who are hard on life or hard on themselves, life is easier than them. So l l let's talk about uh, your, your, your strategy is just incredible. You said uh, in the last segment that most people will take the escalator, but mm -hmm. the great ones take the stairs. Yep. Let's talk about that. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 it is that simple, but simple doesn't necessarily mean easy. No, that's right. You know, it's, it's like every successful person has that story. They take the stairs. They do the things they know they should be doing even when they don't feel like doing them. And in one word, you know, I boil, I boil the entire message of this book down to self-discipline. Mm. And it's an encouragement to, to start doing the things you know you should be doing even when you don't feel like doing them. Now, now here's the thing. Discipline isn't as hard as we think when we know how to think about it the right way. And, and this brings us to the first of the seven take-the-stairs strategies. Um, the first one is called the paradox principle of sacrifice. Mm. Um, and, it, and, and it reminds me of this, this quick story. Is, you know, I grew up in Colorado, and in Colorado, we are one of the only places in the world that has both buffalo and cows. Um, and to the western part of the state is the Rocky Mountains, that's, you know, the big mountains, but the eastern part of the state is the Great Kansas Plains. And that is why we have both buffalo and cows in such close proximity. Well, there's a great lesson to be learned by those of us on the journey to success from studying the way that these two creatures respond to storms. When a storm comes from the west, uh, or storm comes, it comes from the west, and storms move out, they roll out towards the east. Well, what cows do is very natural. A cow can sense that a storm is coming from the west and moving east, and so the cows naturally will try to run away from the storm to try to avoid the pain of the storm. So the cows start moving east away from the storm. The only problem with that is that anybody who knows anything about cows, you know that they're not real fast. <laughs> right. and, and so as the, storm, as, as the cows move east, the storm catches up with the cows quite quickly. Well, without knowing any better, the cows continue to try to outrun the storm. But instead of outrunning the storm, they actually run with the storm, maximizing the amount of pain and time and frustration they experience from that storm. I mean, isn't that stupid? Um, and yet humans do the same thing all the time. Mm. 
We spend so much of our lives constantly trying to avoid the inevitable challenges that come along with the circumstances that our very own choices have led us to be in. People who are in debt constantly try to find ways around paying their bills. People who are unhealthy, we constantly make rationalizations for why it doesn't matter. People who are struggling in their marriage, we often try to avoid the difficult but meaningful conversations that need to be had to reconcile that relationship. And the key insight that a take-the-stairs person has, has made that not everybody else has, has realized is this. Uh, an ultra-performing take-the-stairs person has realized that problems that are procrastinated on are only amplified. Mm. Waiting always makes it worse. What buffalo do is really unique for the animal kingdom, and it is representative of a take-the-stairs person. Um, buffalo wait for the storm to cross right over the crest of the peak of the mountaintop. And as the storm rolls over the ridge, buffalo, instead of running east away from the storm, buffalo will turn around and they run west at the storm. They run directly at the storm. And by running at the storm, they run straight through it. Mm. Which, which actually minimizes the amount of pain and time and frustration they experience from that storm. That buffalo mentality is the same as how ultra-performers think, and, it, and it, it, it brings us to the first of the seven take-the-stairs strategies. We call it the paradox principle of sacrifice, and it simply says this, easy, short-term choices lead to difficult, long-term consequences. Meanwhile, difficult short-term choices lead to easy long-term consequences. So the great, the great paradox here is what we thought was the easy way in life, spending money, buying whatever we wanted, eating whatever we wanted, saying whatever was the first thing on our mind, uh, you know, indulging in whatever is right in front of us. What seems like the easy way actually creates the more difficult life. And, and inversely, the things that seem so hard – uh, you know, working out when we don't feel like it, saving our money instead of spending it, having faith in the middle of, of challenges and problems and turmoil, uh, confronting those, those difficult conversations that we need to have with loved ones, charging into the storm, the things that seem difficult in the short term are actually the things that create the easier life. So as it turns out, there's this great paradox of sacrifice that, that there is no such thing as a sacrifice. Every sacrifice is simply a short-term down payment on this rich future blessing. Woo! Say that one more time. Every, every single sacrifice, there, there is no such thing as sacrifice. Every single sacrifice is nothing more than a short-term down payment on a rich future blessing. Woo! I like that. That is good, I tell you. <laughs> oh, that's good. Well, let me, and that's, so that's number one. That's number one. Yeah, that's the first. Okay, great. So the, the, the second principle um, is what we call the buy-in principle of commitment. Okay. And uh, this one, uh, the, the buy-in principle simply says this. The more we have invested into something, the less likely we are to let it fail. Hmm. The more we have invested into something, the less likely we are to fail. let it fail. That's why it's hard to let go of relationships, that we've had so much time and energy and, and experience and prayer invested in this one relationship. That's why it's hard for Grandpa, who started this family-owned business, to just suddenly retire and step away from the business. He has so much of his life and energy invested into this business. And so 
intuitively we can understand that the more we have invested into something, the less likely we are to let it fail. Yet practically, when it comes to following through on our commitments, most of us don't 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 live that way. We don't live it out. Most of us keep commitments conditionally. Most of us keep commitments as long as they are convenient to do so. But but the moment that it becomes inconvenient to keep a commitment, what most of us do, we don't invest more into that commitment. We typically start to question that commitment. And we say, you know what? I'm not sure this is the right time. I'm not sure I can really pull this off. I'm not sure I'm capable of it. I'm, I'm just not sure. And so we don't have a negative attitude. We have this neutral attitude. Um, but neutral becomes negative. Mm. Neutral becomes negative because as we say, I'm not sure, we start to say, well, should I, should I even bother with this? Should I stay in this marriage? Should I go for that goal? Should I really try to lose that weight? Should I try to get myself out of debt? Should I do this myself? Should I do it uh, with somebody else? Should I do this? Should I do that? Their whole life becomes a, about the question, should. Should, 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 should. And you have to be careful with this, Willie, because if you're not careful, you end up becoming what I like to call a should head. Um, <laughs> and, and, and nobody wants to be a should head. But, and, and, and so you've got to be, be very careful of that question, should. That's right. That's amazing. We had B. Smith and her husband, Dan, mm. uh, on uh, the show, and he said, you know, what people end up doing is shoulda on themselves all yeah. day long. <laughs> take a, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to be right back. I station identification card. This is good stuff. You're listening to Rory Vaden, the author of Take the Stairs, and this is Dr. Willie Jolly. We'll be right back after this quick break uh, for station identification. HUR Voices, Sirius XM, Channel 141, entertainment and information from Howard University. And we're back. You're listening to Willie Jolly and uh, Roy Vaden. Roy, before we get too far, I want, because I know some of the people who listen, they're in and out of their trucks, out of their cars, out of their vehicles, in and out of their homes. I want them to be able to get your stuff. Where do they find you? Where do they get your book? Where do they get in touch with you? How do they... How do they connect with you on Twitter or whatever? You know, the best place to go is to RoryVadenBlog.com. Uh, if they go to RoryVadenBlog.com, there's tons of free articles, and then they can connect with me on social media from there. They can subscribe to my Daily Discipline Tip. I do a short blog post almost, almost every day. Uh, so RoryVadenBlog.com, that's where to go to get info about me speaking, the book, lots of free content, RoryVadenBlog.com. Great, great. And where can they, put the, they can get the book? Uh, can they buy it there or can they go to Amazon or a uh, yeah. local bookstore? What, what do they do? Any of the above. If you go to the blog and you click, it'll, ta- you know, it'll take you through to Amazon or you know, different places. So you know, they can do it there. But um, you, you can go to Amazon. You, most, most of the bookstores carry it, a lot of the airports ports have it and that kind of thing. And real quick, for people who might want to have you to speak for their organization or do some consulting with your organization, uh, tell us a little about the breadth and width of that uh, experience. Sure. Yeah. You know, I've, uh, Southwestern Consulting, we, we uh, are a sales coaching and sales consulting company, and we've worked with over 6,000 sales teams in 14 different countries in the last eight years. Um, we've got about 70 people on our team, and, and our primary business is one-on-one sales coaching. Mm. So, in fact, again, if, if you go to RoryVadenBlog.com, if you're listening and you're in sales and you've ever thought, hey, maybe I could use a little more self-discipline, maybe I could use some more accountability, uh, you can sign up for a, um, a free call with one of our coaches, and, and we'll connect you, and you can sort of learn more about that, and they can, they can get to, to know what you, you know, help you think through your plan for 2014. Um, and there's info about about my speaking, but you know I, I've I've been blessed as 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 you have you know to to get to speak um, all around the world and, and some of the great um, 
you know, some of the, some some really great places. I got the chance to speak at uh, MDRT, the Million Dollar Roundtable, this summer. I know you've you've been there, right? I have. Yeah, I was there a couple years ago. Uh, and um, it's all about this message, though. Whether it's whether you're reading whether you're reading my blog, we call it daily the Daily Discipline uh, blog, or if you're reading the Take the Stairs book, or you're you're in our you know one-on-one sales coaching program, or we get lucky enough to come and work with your your whole company on creating a sales culture. It all comes down to this message of discipline. That's 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 what we believe in, and, and teaching people how to do the things they know they should be doing even when they don't feel like doing them. So it's not just these clichés about, hey, you, you got to do the hard stuff. We, we, we really focus on, on teaching people a different way of thinking because we know if we can influence their thinking and the way they make those choices, then they will be able to survive on their own. And then you know, we provide accountability along the way through whether it's coaching or the blog or, or um, keynotes or consulting or et cetera. But, but the goal is to is we really believe that people, most people, know what they need to do to be successful. The question is, can you coach, can, can you be coached, can you challenge yourself, can you compel yourself to do those things you know you should be doing? Um, and, and that's, you know, what, what Take the Stairs is, is meant to, to make that easier for everybody. So, All right. Well, this is good stuff. Now, let's get back into these. You, the, the buy-in principle is commitment. They must be have invested. Uh, they, the more we have invested, the less likely it is to uh, have it let it fail. Yep. And so no, stop the conditional thinking, you know, or, if, or shoulda. Shoulda heads. <laughs> I yeah, like that. <laughs> All right. What's number three? Uh, number three is the magnification principle of focus. Uh, it, it's, it's the third, obviously, of the seven, you know, sort of t- characteristics of ultra performers that we identified in this research and putting together the Take the Stairs book. Um, and it's, it's real simple. It says that focus is power. Uh, that's not anything new. That's been written about in several other books. Um, but what, what is different about today is that, unfortunately, we live in one of the most distracted periods in all human history. Um, and in, in this uh, chapter, uh, one of the things that, that uh, we identified is these three different types of procrastination. And so the first type of procrastination is what most of us think of when we hear the word, and that's sort of classic procrastination. And classic procrastination is, is real simple. It's consciously delaying that which we know we should be doing. So I know I should be paying the bills at night, but I'm tired and I don't feel like it, so I'm going to consciously say, you know what, I'm going to sit on the couch and, and I'll watch TV instead or whatever. But that uh, we don't believe that is the most dangerous type of procrastination because we know when we are doing it. There is a new type of procrastination uh, that we identified, which we like to call creative avoidance. Mm. And creative avoidance is different because it's unconscious. It is unconsciously filling the day with menial work and trivial work to where we can be moving real, like really fast. We can be working in a lot of meetings, on a lot of conference calls, answering a lot of emails, pushing a lot of paper. Uh, and, and, and yet, at the end of the day, when we look back on what we accomplished with that day, if we are honest with ourselves, we will realize that we were nothing more than busy just being busy. And distraction is a dangerously deceptive saboteur of our goals. Mm. Um, and, and, you know, so the power of, of, of focus is, is, is just huge. Yep. Um, and, and eliminating distractions and being intentional about uh, what you allow yourself to think about and what you allow yourself to spend time on is just something that a lot of our coaching clients, uh, it's the number one thing that coaching clients need help with is they say it's, it's getting control of my time and my focus um, and so that I can choose to consciously focus on the things 
that do matter so that I don't accidentally start to focus on the things that don't matter. Right. Mm. Okay, so that's number two kind of uh, uh, procrastination. Yeah, yeah. And then the, the third one is what we call priority dilution. Uh, and this one affects, this one is really interesting. Uh, unlike the first two, this one has nothing to do with being lazy or apathetic or disengaged, but it's the same net result. It, it affects a lot of things. And what's it called again? What was that line? Oh, priority dilution. Okay, priority dilution. Okay. Um, and priority dilution affects sort of the chronic overachievers. You know, it's, it's the mid-level managers, the executives, the, you know, sometimes even the top producers. Um, and it's not that they're being lazy. What it is and it can be conscious or unconscious, is that they delay on the day's most important activities by allowing their attention to shift to less important but perhaps more urgent tasks. Mm. So in other words, this is somebody who's constantly falling victim to whatever is, is latest and loudest. It's, it's, it's being pulled into last-minute meetings, you know, unexpected uh, you know, customer service issues. Um, and, and the discipline of, of controlling your focus is, is really important when you know when we when we don't think about our thinking our thinking starts to think on its own <laughs> mm. uh, and and I find for me you know just partly because we live in the escalator world partly because I think we're programmed for convenience and sort of this escalator mentality is that if I am not consciously choosing the good things to focus on I I, I naturally gravitate or I unconsciously uh, gravitate towards the things that are easier to do, and uh, and I can focus on doing those things instead of doing the things I know I should be doing uh, that I don't feel like doing. Okay. Now, I'm going to take a, a, a quick piece out of this focus, and I want to do it for a reason. Um, we I had, a, I had a caller call me just the other day who listens, in, and you know who you are, who, who listens to this show every week. You ask me about vision boarding mm. and how to create a book on vision boarding. And I want to tell you that this book... Take the Stairs has a whole chapter in it on visioneering. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay, so you know who you are. I think you were calling. I can't remember what state you said you were from, but uh, you said, hey, I need a book on visioneering. Well, this book is on page 88. It talks about how to create a vision board, how to get your vision going, how to make it happen, and how to. it's a great chapter. So uh, I want you to, to go get this book, and that will help you with that visioneering, okay? All right, so next, number four is what? Number four is the creation principle of integrity. Okay. And it ties in directly to what you were just saying, Willie, about vision boarding. It's, it's, um, it's this idea that ultra performers, take the stairs people, understand a very simple uh, universal process for how things are created. Mm. Everything that has ever been created, it's like it follows this process. You think it, you speak it, you act, it happens. Say it one more time. You think it, think you it. speak it, you act, it happens. You think it, you speak it, you act, it happens. Um, all, all, everything from the, the company you work for to the car that you drive to, the, to the, the, the device that you're listening to this show on to the chair that you might be sitting in, it started as an idea. It's, everything begins with this idea. Somebody has an idea. Hey, what about this? All you need is one great idea, right? right. You think it. And then you speak it, and that's where the creation principle of integrity becomes really important. 
Successful people are relentless about their integrity. They know that, that the more they follow through on doing what they say they're going to do, the more power that their word has, the more weight that their words carry, the more ability their words have to, to create movement and energy in the world. And think about creation, right? The, the Bible tells us the way the world is created, God spoke the world into existence, right. right? That's how it happened. It says he spoke it. And, and it also says in the Bible that we're created in his image. And so, at least for me, I like to think that if I'm created in the Lord's image, that, that I have some of that same power, that I can speak things, and then if I follow through with the actions, um, then eventually it will happen. And that idea, you know, words are the first manifestation of an idea into into reality like when it's an idea it only affects me but once i say it i speak it or i write it down now it 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 exists in the real world and it impacts people around me well the extent to which my words impact people around me is directly proportionate to the, the the strength of my integrity in other words the 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 ability of my words to impact others is directly proportionate to my track record of me following through on what I said I was going to do or the congruence of my words and my actions. So having integrity isn't just a good idea. Having integrity isn't just a, a good moral code. It's not just uh, you know like a, a good business practice. Having integrity directly impacts your ability to create change in your life. The more you do what you say you're going to do, the more that people – uh, will will gather around you to help you when you have a new idea. The more that other people start to lift you up, they start to elevate you, they start to believe in what you say, and the more you start to believe in what you say. And, and, and as you develop this habit of integrity, this uncompromising commitment that if, if I tell you, Willie, I'm going to email you an attachment, I'm going to email you that attachment. If I say I'm going you know, to show up at your party, I'm going to be at that party. And, the, and, and it's People drastically underestimate the power of integrity, thinking it's not that big of a deal, uh, when it is a huge deal. The only thing that we have total control over, right, is our integrity, and that integrity is more than a good idea. It is a, a tangible, practical tool and skill that we use to create change, to create the world around us, and to ultimately live our dreams. That is a take-the-stairs mindset when the escalator world says, you know what, it doesn't matter that you follow through. Woo, I love that. You know, that's so profound, folks, because this is something that I say to my kids that my dad taught me your word is your bond. Mm-hmm. And when you say it, you got to take it to the bank. And when my kids were little, uh, they would say, Dad, can we go? And I'd say, maybe, we'll see. And they'd say, doggone, that means no. Because they knew if I said yes, they, it was gone. You're going to the circus, you're going to the movies, you're going to the whatever. But I said, maybe, we'll see. And, 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 and you know what? When you say yes, make your yes your yes, make your no your no, and be done with it. So people will know that's what you are, what you talk about, and what you stand on. We are talking to Rory Vaden with his seven principles. we got three more principles to come, so you got to stay tuned because they are powerful. And we're going to take a quick break. You're listening to the Willie Jolly Show on Wealthy Way Show and on Sirius XM. And for sure, the best is yet to come. open the word and just read. Nothing, no, nothing you cannot hide. 
Hi, this is Dr. Willie Jolly, and for years I've told people that in order to have a greater life, it starts by having greater individual days. If you have a great day and you repeat that great day seven times, you've had a great week. And you repeat that week four times, you've had a greater month. And then repeat that month 12 times, you've had a greater year and you're on your way to a greater life. And it starts with that individual day. I recommend you start each day with something powerful. I call it the pure, the powerful, and the positive. Rather than starting your day with bad news, how many people got killed or how many children got snatched or how many fires there were, I recommend you start your day with something to inspire and empower and encourage you to make this day a great day. We're excited to announce the start of Jolly TV on my Facebook page. Go to Willie Jolly, Willie.Jolly on Facebook. Just go to Willie.Jolly on Facebook and get ready for a great day and a great life. Have a great day on purpose. And we're back. This is Dr. Willie Jolly. Oh, I love saying that. Uh, for those who don't know, I got my doctorate in May, a doctorate of ministry from the California Graduate School of Theology. Woo-hoo. Hey, hoo-hoo. And finally, I, you know, uh, uh, I'm going to talk about this in your book because you talk about seasons. I can't remember what uh, part of that. We might be coming up on it soon. But uh, that was one of my seasons, and I had to take uh, my focus away from my speaking and my other activities to focus on my dissertation and my classes and writing papers. So uh, I, I'm grateful that I got it done. Now I can do the other things that I had put off. But this is so profound. We talked about integrity, how your word makes a difference. Uh, what's the next one, Rory? There's, a, there's so much. I got to get this stuff in because we only got 12 more minutes. What's the next one, man? Well, the next one is a lot, a lot to tackle in just a few minutes, but it's called the Harvest Principle of Schedule. Woo. And here's, here's the... That's the what, I think that's the whole thing about season, right? I, I was a good uh, kind of lead-in. Yeah, you got it. And, and it's, it's, it's really how do top performers and ultra-performers look at time. In fact, this one chapter is being expanded into our next book, uh, yes. which isn't going to be out for like a year. It's called Procrastinate on Purpose is, is what it's going to be called. Um, but, but here it is. When you, most people strive for balance. Most people try to strive for balance. And, and I thought that balance was the ultimate thing to, to go for with time. But when you ask successful people how do they view time, it's funny. They don't think of time, they don't think of balance being the right thing because balance is actually a horrible metaphor for how we spend our time. Because if you think of the word balance, it, 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 the definition of the word means equal force in opposite directions. So to truly be balanced in our lives, that sort of implies that we would spend an equal amount of time in different areas of our life. Well, if there's 24 hours in a day and we sleep for eight hours a day, then to truly be balanced, we could only do two other activities, and each of those activities would have to be eight hours every single day, right? And and so it doesn't make sense. It's, It's like an impossible standard to live up to, and it's not representative of the way a take the stairs strategist thinks. Um, what, what ultra performers do is they think of it as imbalance. They think of working in seasons. Think of a farmer. That's where the harvest principle of schedule comes from. And, and here's what we learn about time is they say you have to imbalance your life in a, in a direction 
and it, with clear focus for a short period of time. Like when you're trying to get out of debt, you can't kind of pay off a little bit of money every month. It's got to be a driving focus that you're, you are pinching every penny. You're clipping coupons. You're saving money. You're selling stuff to make more money. You're working overtime, and, and, and you go relentlessly at it, right? right. When you, when you want to create a big change in your, in your health – you don't, you don't lose 40 pounds by just going to the gym once in a while. You go, you know what, I'm going to go every day. I'm going to really push it hard until I get to my goal. And, and so here's the strategy, and this sort of summarizes the whole thing. Uh, this is the fifth strategy of the Take the Stairs methodology. Take the Stairs people work double-time, part-time for full-time, free-time. Mm. They work double-time, part-time for full-time free time. They pour it on for a season, then they create that desired result, and once they are there, it becomes a lot easier to maintain that moving forward. Ooh, that's good. Ooh, and that, you know what? Now that goes back to my doctorate. I made a commitment I was going to get this doctorate, and I put full-time energy, effort, stop yeah. speaking, everything for this this year, a little over a year and a half maybe, almost two years, to put every energy into dissertations. I didn't do any more books. I didn't do anything but, but focus on this doctorate. Got it done. Now I can relax on yeah. that and focus on some of the other things. Oh, that's right. Double-time, part-time for full-time, free-time. Pour it on for a season. Doesn't have to be forever, folks, just for a season. This is good. This chapter is dying oh might. There's a lot of good pieces in this chapter about the rocks and the pebbles and the, oh, man, and about the five funda fundamentals of uh, faith and finance and family, fitness, fun, faculty, working on you. And I had a conversation with a gentleman just yesterday. I was speaking in Indianapolis. He said, what's the secret to success? I said, you put your priorities in state. God first, family second, and business third. You got to put them in. And I said, you're juggling a lot of balls in the air. And you got your your family. You got your, your business. You got your uh, social activities. You got the people in your office. But I said, you know what? All the balls you are juggling are plastic or rubber except one, your family. Don't mm -hmm. don't take your don't 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 take your eye off that family ball because if you drop that one, that's glass. Mm -hmm. Okay, you can the other ones can drop, the business can drop, the other ones can bounce. You might have a little bouncing and bump in the road, but that family ball. And I thought that was so profound how you mm -hmm. said make time for your family. Hope you have folks a date night. One of the things he says in here, you got to have a date night. Take time for your wife, your your partner, your lover, your your person in your life, your children. Okay. <laughs> Okay, go ahead, my friend. Go that. That's this is good stuff. This whole chapter. All right, next one is faith. Next one is faith. People ask me what is my favorite. This chapter is my favorite. This is my favorite chapter. Um, and, and and the reason it's my favorite is because all the other six strategies for take the stairs have to do with achieving success, and this is the one chapter that has to do with how do ultra performers respond to failure, the escalator mentality. When we have bad things happen to us, when our flat, we get a flat tire and we have you know, a bad day and our water heater goes out, most of us go, why me? Why, what did I do to deserve this? And we, we sit and we wallow in the pain and, and we don't understand and, and we worry. And what ultra performers do is they, have, they consciously make a different choice. The perspective principle of faith says this. It says our ability to have peace is directly proportionate to the term of our perspective. Mm. Uh, if I have a flat tire 
and I get mad and I get frustrated, it's because my perspective is only on that day, on that one moment. I have a limited, finite perspective. But what if, what if that flat tire saved me from a fatal car accident five, down, five, five minutes down the road? Wouldn't I have a different view of that flat tire? I sure would. I would be grateful for that flat tire. Um, and, 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 and that's the big idea, is that a problem in relation to today is always a big problem. But a problem in relation to our lifespan is a small problem, and a problem in relation to eternity is no problem. There is nothing so big that could happen today that you know, really would affect the course of thousands of years. And, and the, the big challenge is that we don't have the gift of seeing the future. Unless the ability to see the entire future, we aren't entitled to try to evaluate the reasons why, quote-unquote, bad things happen to us today. Yes. Um, we don't have that gift. And so the perspective principle of faith is a choice. It's the hardest of the seven take-the-stairs choices. It is choosing to trust that what is happening now is somehow built for a greater glory later on. Ooh, sound like a setback is a setup for a comeback yeah. to me. <laughs> that that thing it. will preach, I tell you. By the way, everybody, I want to invite everybody who's listening to go to a special page. Uh, I spoke at the First Baptist Church of Glen Arden uh, on a setback setup for a comeback. It also was at the Crystal Cathedral. And if you go to jollygoodnews.org, jollygoodnews.org, my new uh, website for our foundation, our ministry, and our impacting uh, people's lives, uh, you can actually hear those messages. Okay, I love that. Choosing to trust. Woo! Let, uh, look, I got three minutes. I want you to talk real quick about action, and then you got to talk about the rent axiom. Real quick about action, and then rent axiom. Yeah, I mean, the, 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 the last principle is called the pendulum principle of action, and it simply says this. The, our, what we believe, right, it does not matter what we say we believe. Our real beliefs are revealed by how we act. And you cultivate the habit of action in your life by demanding progress. You get ruthless and relentless about the idea that today, on this day, I will make progress. I will not stand still and I will not go backwards. No matter how small of a step, I will make progress. And so you, you cultivate the habit of action by demanding progress and simultaneously freeing yourself of the demand for perfection. Mm. Psychologists say that, that the number one cause of all procrastination is self-criticism. You have to free yourself of that demand for perfection and say, I will just take action. I won't worry about what I can't do. I will only focus on what I can do. And, 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 and that really brings us to the rent axiom, which is one of the signature pieces of the, of the whole book. Um, it's one of, the, one of, I guess, the most memorable or the most tweetable moments in the book. Yep. People often say, they'll say, hey, Okay, Rory, so let's say I start doing all this stuff. Let's say I start being disciplined, and I start taking the stairs, and I start doing all the things I don't want to do. How long do I have to do that for? <laughs> <laughs> and and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you the truth, and it's not the truth that you want to hear, but it's the truth that you and I both need to hear. The truth is we never get to stop being disciplined completely. We never do. Now, that doesn't mean life is going to be one great big giant trip to the gym or that we're only going to eat foliage. Um, but the reason we never get to stop being disciplined is because of something that we at Southwestern call the rent axiom. And the rent axiom says this, that success is never owned. Success is only rented. And the rent is due 
every day. <laughs> success is never owned. Success is rented, and the rent is due every day. And you can take out that word success and put in for it whatever matters to you most in your life. Financial security is never owned. It's rented, and the rent is due every day. Being in great physical health is never owned. It's rented, and the rent is due every day. A great relationship with your kids is never owned. It's rented, and the rent is due every day. A happy marriage is never owned. It's rented, and the rent is due every day. Woo! Rory Vaden, you, you can't say no more. That's it. Man, that's it. That's it. That's it. Look, everybody go to RoryVadenBlog.com. Get his material. You see I, you see why I wanted to have him on the show. This is a brilliant young man. This is a young man you're going to hear about for many years to come. Rory, I can't wait for the new book. You let me know. We're going to have you back on. I love it. Thank you, Willie. Thank, Thank you, Roy. God bless you, man. You are a gentleman, a scholar, and you're making a difference. And folks, I want to thank you all for listening to today's show. This was a show that will change your life. So make sure you go to my website, WillieJolly.com, and go to WillieJolly.com slash free to get excerpts from all the shows so you can learn more about my guests. And remember, your best is yet to come. Your best is yet to come. Your best is yet to come. I'll see you soon. Have a great week on purpose. God bless you. Dr. Willie Jolly, and people often ask, how did I go from a broke, busted nightclub singer to become a best-selling author and to be voted one of the outstanding five speakers in the world by the 175,000 members of Toastmasters International? The answer is that I decided to invest and change my thinking, invest in my mindset, and decided to change my inputs because inputs determine outputs. I heard about a seminar years ago when I was just getting started. I was making about $100 a speech, and I heard this seminar that was creating millionaires, and it cost $10,000, but the guy was getting results. I didn't have that kind of money, but I decided to borrow it because I learned that there's a price for success, the price of college, the price of going to school, the price of education. There's a price for success, and then there's a cost for not paying the price, the cost of staying the same. And that cost is greater than the price. It's too expensive. And so I went, and it changed my life. And I came back and quickly made $100,000. I heard a similar story from Dr. Dave Martin, how he went to a success rally, heard a speaker who inspired him. He and his friend said, wow, that's changed my life. The speaker had a package of materials to help build wealth. The package cost $1,500. And that was all the money Dr. Dave had to his name. Dr. Dave's friend asked, do you think this stuff is worth it? Dr. Dave thought for a moment. He said, I don't know. I don't know if it's worth it. But I do know that I'm worth it. I'm worth it. He invested that money in that package and used the materials to grow his thinking. He grew his mindset. He shared how that $1,500 investment has gone on to generate millions in revenues. He's a multimillionaire. 
And he has homes now in Arizona and Florida. I want to say to you, it's time to invest in you. I want to give you some materials that will help you grow you, grow your mindset, grow your future, grow your finances. Go to wjspeaks.com slash billionaire wjspeaks.com slash billionaire to get some materials that will inspire your success and help you find that there's a price for success, but there's a cost for not paying the price. And the cost is always greater than the price. Go to wjspeaks.com slash billionaire and get the bag, the box, or any of the materials there and keep growing your wealth. And remember, as a man thinketh, so as he is, and your best is yet to come. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.